Mood swings. How do we stop them? How do we regulate them? How do we sustain a healthy mood? Stay tuned because that's what we're going to be talking about today on part two of the energy series. Motherhood is hard and we don't have to carry the weight of it alone. Come grab a cup of coffee as we chat about how to apply our faith to motherhood so we can live each day with the kind of joy and peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm your host, Hannah Lapsansky, and this is the Moms Grab Coffee Podcast. Hey, what's up, my friend? Today, we're going to continue part two of the energy series, where my guests and I are talking about all the ways we take care of our body through working out as well as nutrition. So in the last episode, I talked about micro-workouts, which are things that I do to get my body moving while I'm already doing other things, while I'm cooking, while I'm taking care of the kids, while I'm waiting for my son to, you know, finish his stuff on the body. And these little micro-workouts have been so helpful to me, especially because I can't find the time to do a 30, 45, 60-minute dedicated exercise routine. So if that's you, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's a short episode, and I promise you're going to get a lot out of it. So today, I'm really excited to get into foods and moods. And what I mean by that is the foods that we can consume in order to regulate and sustain a healthy mood. On the show with me today is Rakesia McMillan, who is an expert in this space. She's an ordained Christian minister, a certified health coach specializing in culinary and integrative medicine, as well as a licensed mental health professional. And she is an expert at applying mental health nutrition and nutritional psychology to help women recover from things like depression, stress, anxiety, all the things that can really get our moods spinning into really unhealthy places. On top of that, she's a retired Air Force veteran. So Rikisia, thank you so much for your service. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation. It is my pleasure to welcome Rikisia McMillan. Uh, we're going to talk about foods and moods. And I think, um, you know, where I want to start is just how we should approach and think about food. Because I think for many of us, we immediately go to diets and nutrition mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, just more of like the physical effects of yeah. food. But when it comes yeah. to mental health moods. That's not something that I think immediately comes to mind for many of us. So when we think about the impact of food on our moods, how should we think about, you know, the things that we eat? Oh, yeah, that's such a great question that you're asking, Hannah, because many people when it comes to food, people don't really think about having a a healthy relationship with food. And I think because food is so readily available to us in a sense, but we have to look at, I think it starts with what is the true definition of food? Because much of what we see in grocery stores and food markets, it's really a food product. 
meaning that it is a particle of food. It's been highly processed and we call it food, but it's really not food. So a simple definition of food is anything that's plant-based, that grows from a tree, anything that comes out of the earth, um, anything that we can consume without it being processed in a sense. So it's food in its whole form. So when we take a look at food, we have to take a look at, is what I'm eating really food or is it a food product? And is it benefiting me in some way? Is it giving me nutrition? Is it giving me life? Is it giving me energy? Anything that is a whole food um, type of food is what's going to bring you energy, vitality. And so it really begins with what we're eating and taking a look at that. Yeah. So the bag of Doritos I had yesterday was not good. <laughs> it's not That's food. a food particle, Hannah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Correct. <Food> particles. <laughs> so um, when it comes to feeling calm, feeling peace, um, you know, our, our levels of uh, and the spectrum of moods that we experience, what's the science behind how food affects that? So when it comes down to our, our mental health and our mood, um, there are many doctors, there are many therapists, even dietitians. They're starting to help women boost their mood with food. And so they call it an emerging field, which is nutritional psychiatry. And that's a lot of what I do in my work as a mental health professional. One of the things that we've been doing a lot in our scientific studies is that we've been seeing how food that is eaten in other cultures, such as eating a Mediterranean diet, which is made up of healthy fats, legumes, healthy grains, it keeps um, anxiety, depression, and stress at low, low levels. And so when we're eating food that is whole, eating food that is nourishing, it is going to impact our mood. It's going to help us to remain in a a calmer state. For instance, if you're eating more root vegetables that come from the earth, you're going to be more grounded. You're going to be more stable. And those are the things that are going to help regulate your mood. But if you're eating foods that are highly processed, that are full of sugar, that are full of additives, that's going to cause your hormones to fluctuate, which has a great impact on your mood, whether that is helping you to um, become more anxious or have depressive feelings. Those things contribute, especially highly processed in foods that are chalked with sugar. All right, my dear friend, I'm really going to need your grace and forgiveness from here on out through the rest of the episode because Rakesia and I unfortunately ran into some technical issues. So the next part that she talks about didn't record the question I asked her. So I'm going to repeat it now. And then uh, I'm going to do that one more time. And then the rest of the episode, we had to switch over to Zoom. So it's going to sound a little bit different, but the content is still really great. So I hope you stick around. 
All right, so what I asked next was whether there is a guide that we can follow so that we're still intaking good food without falling into that food particle space. Because when it comes to, you know, walking down the aisle in the grocery store, there are so many options to get frozen meals that you just throw in the microwave or throw in a pan. It just cooks with heat and then you're done. I mean, it's hard to pass that up as busy moms, right? (laughs) And then when it comes to children's food, so much of that is frozen and ready-made. I mean, my kids eat dino nuggets several times a week, and they are lifesavers. So I asked Rakesia, is there that guide that we can follow? Here's what she had to say. Any food that is in its whole form that is minimally processed, for instance, if we're eating frozen fruits or frozen vegetables. Those tend to be, you know, readily picked and they're the more nutritious um, alternatives. So if you're not eating anything that is um, whole in a sense, you want to make sure that it is minimally processed, that you're not really changing the quality or the nutrients that's found in food. And many times that is in foods that are frozen. Um, There are some canned foods that could also meet that requirement, but of, of the two, the frozen foods are definitely healthier than the canned foods because then we get into, you know, the preservatives or additives that are being added to those foods that are canned. We're getting into things such as the, the metal that the can is in, which can cause toxins to come into the body. So we want to stay as close to whole food as possible. And the the closest and the the truest form is, is foods that are frozen and minimally processed. I then asked her, what are some of the top choice foods to help us stay calm and stay at peace? Here's Rakesia. So some of the top foods that are going to help you to regulate your mood, anything that is of a dark, leafy green vegetable, that's with our spinach, with our kale, with our collards. These vegetables are full of magnesium. They help to regulate our sleep. They help us to reduce those levels of anxiety that are within the body. So incorporating those leafy green vegetables, seeds and nuts such as almonds, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, which are high in zinc. These are also going to be beneficial to your mood as well. Some other foods that are going to be beneficial to you as well as our our root vegetables, such as our sweet potatoes, our yams. And it's, it's interesting that these are foods that come from the ground. They're going to help you to remain grounded. Even individuals report that after they're eating root vegetables, whether that's turnips, sweet potatoes, or yams, after a period of time, show that they are calmer, more at peace when they're incorporating more of these vegetables into their diet. Also, things like blueberries that are high in antioxidants. Those are going to help to remove the free radicals from the body. They're going to be a natural detoxer to help eliminate those things that could cause your blood sugar levels to be irregulated or to cause your mood to be imbalanced. And so getting those blueberries, the raspberries, into the diet is going to help you to maintain a well 
balanced mood. Also, you know, having those healthy grains in your diet, whether that's quinoa, getting that into your system as well. And so so these are some of the main foods that we can incorporate. And I would encourage anyone who has not tried the Mediterranean diet to look at incorporating that diet, especially for women, because it's going to help to keep you grounded in the things that you are eating on a daily basis and will help to keep your mood regulated. Okay, strap in, sister. We're about to head over to Zoom. And it's going to sound different, but stay with me because Rikisi is going to walk us through a sample menu in the day of her life. And also, she's going to talk about snacks. But first, she's going to give us a few more mood-boosting food ideas. Here we go. Getting fatty fishes into our diet, such as salmon, sardines, cold water fish. There are so many studies that show that they contain the omega-3s, which are responsible for regulating the mood that we have. Also including foods that are um, fermented, such as kombucha, which is a great alternative drink to the sodas that are full of sugar. It's a fizzy um, kind of sour drink, but it's got a great flavor to it. But foods that are fermented, like the kombucha, like the kefir, like the kimchi, these are are, uh, food mood-boosting foods that we can certainly include in our diet as well. Yeah, I love that. And and fortunately, I love most of those foods. The kombucha, I'm still working on it. I tried a sample, I think it was at Costco recently, and I was like, oh my goodness, not what I expected. So yeah. I'm still working on it. It's an acquired taste. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, if you're someone who doesn't really like fish mm-hmm. or, you know, kefir, kimchi mm-hmm. or anything like that, mm-hmm. what's your recommendation on um, maybe vitamins or supplements or, you know, other foods that um, they could try instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the other foods that are readily available, available too, is that we have legumes, lentils, chickpeas. Those are in abundance because there's such, you know, a variety of legumes that are out there that you can incorporate in your diet as well. So any type of legume, any type of beans, any type of chickpeas, if you're not a a fish person, or even if you're not a heavy meat eater, because as I mentioned earlier with the Mediterranean diet, that women who were on that diet showed an improvement of their mood, but they ate very little red meat. So they were eating a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, legumes, things of that nature. And you work in the in the uh, health space and you're a Christian health coach. Tell me how did you how did you go about entering that space? Yeah. And so, you know, I became born again when I was 19 years old. And so I never envisioned becoming a health coach. But when I was going through grad school, working on my social work degree, I felt that God had a better way of helping people to overcome mood and anxiety as an alternative to prescription medications. 
And so what I saw just really challenged me because I wanted to see something different. And as the Apostle Paul said, there's a more excellent way. I felt that there was a more excellent way that could be done and accomplished through food, that it doesn't necessarily have to be controlled with a medication. And I'm not not saying that I'm anti-medication. I believe that it does have its place, but I believe a lot of what individuals are facing can be overcome with food. And so with my Christian background combined with my education as a mental health professional, it was just like a perfect marriage in my profession, so to speak, to be able to bring Christianity into the environment while at the same time helping individuals with their mental health. That is such a cool space to work in and to be able to you know, help someone's spirit and relationship with God in addition to helping their physical body is, Mm -hmm. I I think that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's very rewarding because, you know, the way that God created us, we're body, soul, and spirit. So we address our spiritual health through our relationship with God, through the word of God. But then there's also that emotional, mental component, our soul, that also needs to be addressed, and then our physical body. So I believe that all three must be addressed um, according to even 3 John 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper and that you live in good health, even as your soul prospers. So we have to be able to address the spirit the soul, and the body in order to achieve that optimal health that God wants for us to have. Yes. And I'm focusing on the body over the next few weeks because I think it's uh, something that we all know is important, but it almost feels like um, almost the hardest thing to take care of, mm-hmm. or, or maybe not the hardest thing, but but something that's not as big of a focus as you know tending to your spirit. Yeah. So Rikisia, in the last few minutes that we have here, walk us through a day in the life of your eating you know, schedule. Mm-hmm. What do you have for breakfast, lunch, dinner, mm-hmm. snacks? What do you consume in a day? <laughs> that is a wonderful question, Hannah. So I um, eat three meals a day with no snacking. Oh, <laughs> wow. So, you know, I think that within our culture, we have created a snacking um, snacking, um, I'm trying to find the right word, but what happens is that when we snack, Hannah, that it really impacts our blood sugar regulation, our insulin regulation, and that creates a lot of the food cravings and sugar cravings. But if you're eating meals, like for me this morning, I had a paleo pancake, which was high protein with a little bit of almond butter on that. And then I also had scrambled eggs, but I put a lot of vegetables in that too. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting a good quality protein that keeps me full until my next meal, which was a chicken vegetable soup, lots of wonderful vegetables in there, lots of chicken. And then for dinner, I would have, I'll have something light, like a salad, with lots of vegetables in there with high quality protein. That could be a boiled egg. That could be um, fish, tuna that I have with that. But ensuring that you're incorporating things like for my salad, I use olive oil. 
And so that's a healthy fat. So that's going to keep you satisfied and fuller. So if you eat three solid meals, and some individuals are like, you know, I don't know if I can eat three solid meals without snacking (laughs) throughout the day. You know, I run um, or help to co-lead our Get Fit 21 groups every single month. And people are literally amazed. Women are amazed that they can go throughout the day without snacking. And so what happens is that when you're not snacking, you put your body in what's called the fat burning zone, that you are using energy to burn off excess fat. You're using it to lose weight naturally. And so again, if you're eating three solid meals that includes healthy fat, you're getting quality protein in there, you're going to be satiated, satisfied to where you're not having to snack. So any fruits, vegetables, quality protein is what your meal should include. Yeah. uh, So I'll share, um, you know, I love to snack. (laughs) So you're convicting me right now. You know, almost three o'clock our time. I'm like, oh, it's snack time. Okay, maybe it's not snack time. But I've had three kids. I was, uh, I had gestational diabetes with all three of them. Mm. And so I was, I was on a very strict, high quality food diet. Mm -hmm. And as I look back on it, I do remember having more energy. I do remember feeling a lot better. I didn't snack because I had to keep to a certain number of herbs uh, throughout my day. So, all right, mm-hmm. all right, Rakesia, I'll try that again. I'll try not snacking up <laughs> <laughs> my up my quality meals. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for for bearing with me as we went through all these technical difficulties today. You're awesome, uh, Rakesia. Where can moms go to connect with you and learn more? Yes, all moms can find me on my website. It's my first and last name, Rakesia McMillan. That's R-E-K-I-S-H-I-A-M-C-M-I-L-L-A-N.com. All right, awesome. We'll have the link in the show notes. Everyone go check it out. All right, friend, that was Rakesia McMillan, and I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want to go connect with her, I have the link in the show notes, or you can go to my website, momsgrabcoffee.com. All right, coming up in part three of the energy series, Chelsea Blackbird from The Christian Nutritionist is going to join me to talk about metabolic water, which is essentially our body's natural energy producers. She'll go into what it is and what we can do in order to benefit from this metabolic water inside our bodies so that we can have more energy and be able to sustain levels of energy as well. It is an absolutely fascinating topic, and it all points to the beautiful and glorious ways that God created our bodies. So don't miss it. Follow the show wherever you're listening. And if you want to get an email alert, go to momsgrabcoffee.com. All right, that's a wrap for today. So I'll catch you again next time for a cup of coffee with a side of faith, wisdom, and hope.